Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night one minute at a time. I'm Robin, and Leonard's on an assignment. And uh, yeah, we've already gotten through the um, the Club Radio Hump Fest, and now we are here with our guests back for some more minutes, George Hendricks and Lisa. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, He's for some parent. reason, I don't know why am I calling you Lisa, and I mean- Liz... You should probably just start calling me Master instead. Yeah. <laughs> Master Whitaker. Whitaker. Oh man, that's I mean, a callback. Remember that minute? Yeah. Anyway, Liz Whitaker. On our on our on our topical things, we like to stay <laughs> fresh and funny, and snappy. From way to do a minute. I mean, I I don't even need to say that. You'll probably hear about it uh, later in the show. Oh, you will. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably listening to it right before this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for inserting our podcast in between your binge listen of uh, that one. Um, so if you've th- enjoyed these Fright Night Minute bumpers in between our actual podcast. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for waiting, uh, waiting a doing minute and, uh, <laughs> and joining us. But this is uh, Minute 68 of Fright Night. It begins with Charlie's whimpering and ends with Charlie and Amy escaping. Club Radio, um, and the music has just changed. It's gone from sexy humping on the dance floor music uh, to pretty like rocket and violence. We have uh, the band Autograph playing their their song. You can't hide from the beast inside. You guys ever listen to a little Autograph before? Mm, no, I think they should have named that song. You shook me all fright long. <laughs> nice. No. Uh, Autograph is known for the, the hit single Turn Up the Radio That seems very 80s yeah. mm. Turn up the radio uh, Yep <laughs> But maybe they didn't want to play that in club radio I don't know Sure. So I wonder how many times that this band has gone like Well you've heard our hit But did you ever see us on Friday night? Because we're totally <laughs> in the club playing. That's where we, we turned up the radio <laughs> I knew a, I had a friend, uh, I, I knew a guy in a small town where I lived, and he owned a coffee shop, and he was the lead singer of a band called Animal Bag, whose number one claim to fame was the song they wrote for My Soul Called Life and playing at the party in the very first movie. What? In the first episode? You could actually see them in the opening credits of the show. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I am. Um, to get some coffee from him sometime. Shout out Animal Bag. That. Oh, that coffee shop is long closed. It was like 20 years ago. Oh. <laughs> I I yeah, just to call your band autograph though. I mean it's no animal bag, but uh it's <laughs> like I yeah. want to get an autograph from autograph. That's just how they can like like, oh, you want an autograph? Well, we'll see you in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh Jerry starts to take Amy away. Uh Charlie is on the floor. Uh Charlie's uh just to fill Liz in, uh Charlie has thrown a fist at Jerry after Jerry humped his girlfriend on the dance floor and entranced her. Um, and uh, Jerry caught the fist with barely a look at him and crushed it in his hand. So Charlie's on the floor, as that's what you do when someone's crushing your fist. So, so I never knew that um, Prince Humperdinck had so much game. 
Do you, I mean, is, does he, do you guys think he looks kind of hot in this, uh, this little sweater I mean, he's got going yeah. on? Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, looks like a warm, warm, bully knit. <laughs> it's not a club shirt to wear. I don't know. Like... There is a lot of more appropriate club wear in this well, here's club. Here's the thing, though. Vampires are technically dead, so they need warm layers. Oh, that's true. Otherwise, oh, you just see their shivering all the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wow. <laughs> Like diamonds in here. Oh. And uh, yeah, Amy is entranced. She doesn't even look at Charlie as her poor boyfriend uh, falls to the floor. <laughs> she is locked right in on Jerry. I like yeah. how, in, the, in certain angles, Amanda Beers looks like Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, interesting. There's like certain angles where you see your face, like just you know. Then she talks, and it just all goes away. But mm-hmm. but when you just see your face from like certain lights, like she looks like a young Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm, like okay. a grease too? Like Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk, okay. Um so so Jerry and Amy start walking away and Charlie quickly catches up and pulls Amy away and says, Let her go. And inexplicably, <laughs> two bouncers just come out of nowhere to separate Jerry from the young couple. And uh, you know, just the where these guys come from is is definitely a question you want to ask when you're watching this movie. Um, I'm assuming maybe they saw the brief scuffle when yeah, Charlie took saw, the swing. Like, like stop his punch and everything, and they're wearing the t-shirt, so you know they're they're diligent. Yeah, yeah. T-shirt, but they're not ripped t-shirts. They're rolled up. You can tell they kind of tucked the sleeves inside. Oh, they did the Liz in high school sleeve yeah. roll. She's like, I don't want to destroy my property, but I want to show off my guns. Well, I wasn't allowed like for our like volleyball uniforms. You couldn't roll up the, you couldn't cut the sleeves because of so gangs. You had to roll them, <laughs> yeah, it's because of gangs. Wow, that was an inside roll though. I didn't even notice. Yeah, you could just see like the Who guy like standing like with his back to the camera. You can see like the the it's like tucked. Mm-hmm. It's like it's tight, so it looks like the wardrobe person did it. But uh, yeah, he couldn't do that himself. No. Um. Charlie and Amy actually did come through the kitchen of the club. For some reason, this club has a chef working in the back cutting up vegetables okay. <laughs> with, a, with a full chef's outfit. I will <laughs> only go to clubs that have a full kitchen, and I <laughs> always make a point to enter through the kitchen. Like cool people. Well, they couldn't I'm get the in the front. They couldn't get in the front. Um, so That's the... not why I have to do that way. It's because <laughs> just, I'm too just cool for the front. <laughs> It causes stampedes and things. Mm-hmm. It's public safety. Uh, the cook actually in the script uh, points out Charlie and Amy to the bouncers. That's that got kind of cut away. So it, there was like a brief like, "Hey, over the, it's th- that's them over there. Go get them." So that's that's the reason you know in the script that these bouncers caught up. But but uh, yeah, this is uh, Leon and Donnie. The big guy is Leon. The smaller guy uh, who gets in Jerry's way is Donnie. Um, Leon, very much all business. No emotion at all. He grabs the two, says, I got him. Like, nothing. And just kind of pushes Charlie and Amy toward the door. He's just getting rid of these trespassers. Uh, and I, I just love the little bit of Humperdinkos come out of Jerry right here, where he just is like, she's mine. Like, he's very offended <laughs> that, that this woman is being taken, or young girl, actually, is being taken away. I'm the master. Yeah. Master Humperdinck. <laughs> I love the dude with like the lime green shirt popped collar oh, yeah. and the fenders and like the fro hair and the mustache. Oh, yeah. You know, he is like his, his blood stream is probably like 37% cocaine right now. <laughs> For 
<laughs> yeah, you see a guy dressed like that, you're like, what the hell happened? You know, like he's like, gonna pull your shirt up. Like, <laughs> did he pull that shirt out of like an uh, office floor or something? Like, did he just wake up? Cosplaying Freddie Mercury. He's <laughs> a killer queen. <laughs> Radio Gaga. Club Radio Gaga. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Too much. No. You know, gosh. <laughs> Johnny. Also, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. No, no, my, no. My comment is for later. Oh, okay. Donnie here is uh, played by Nick Savage. Uh, Nick played Ali, one of the uh, three motorcycle gang members killed by Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 3, which was in 1982. That's when Ray gets his mask. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and it's just kind of funny because earlier in the movie, you know, Peter is uh, Liz. Peter is a guy that was working on a late night movie station. He's hosted horror movies and got you know got kicked off. And he was like blaming a lot, blaming the kids are into the slasher movies these days. All mm-hmm. they want, all they want is Med Men running around in ski masks, hacking up young versions. Is that that's what he sure, says? Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Which is almost like an obvious uh, reference to uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Millennials, I get it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know how we feel about millennials these days. This is how- avocados and hacking their virgins with their masks on. <laughs> yeah, get it. I get it's it. just funny that they have he has some they have somebody uh, from Friday the Thirteenth uh, in this movie. So, um, so Donnie says something here that needs some deciphering. <laughs> he says, "You want chicken, man? You go someplace else." What? What? I mean, I know there's a chef here. <laughs> What are you guys thinking he's trying to say here? So is this the vegan club? <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Is chicken like slang for a girl who's too young for you? Sure just means he's trying to like steal his girl. And he's like, that's what he thinks he's doing. Yeah. And that's what, uh, that's, he looks at her and looks at him. And even though they have similar hair, he's like, there's no way you're with her because, you know, right. she's got weird butterfly handles in her hair. <laughs> yes, yes. You're not you're not directing her with those butterfly handles, so obviously you nope. are not in possession of her. Um, <laughs> but yeah. oh, her her handles are gone. Also, her rad plaid jacket. I, mean, I think they probably got knocked yep. out in the, in the in the tumult. This is actually uh, as a result of her uh, makeover uh, mid production. Oh. Uh, she suddenly uh, during the. <laughs> So Liz uh, in the clubs, uh, Jerry. No, like it's okay. Uh, I understand. I okay. also I become. Minutes in this, I also you know. become more attractive every time I remove a jacket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to get those guns out. Yeah, you roll those sleeves up on your tank top and tuck them in, and yep, yeah. I take a jacket off, and it's like glasses off a nerdy girl in a movie. It's like who's that? All girl? the all the vampires. Yeah. It, well, it's just funny. It, it, during the, during the seduction, she suddenly uh, turns into Sheena Easton. So mm. um, I'm digging it. I don't know. Scottish? Who? What? Sheena Easton? No, she turns Scottish. Mm, Sheena Scottish. Easton Scottish. So oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. that was a oh. deep dive. Whoa. That was common knowledge. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I that, barely wow. know who Sheena Easton is. <laughs> that is interesting. Wow. I'm going to just... Uh, Ruminate on that for a little bit. I gotta go, guys. Uh, So carry on your podcast. Don't worry, I got it. It's a game changer right there. (laughs) Wow. Um, So so Donnie escorts the kids out. Oh, uh, I don't don't know. This was Leon does. Pause for a second to talk about uh, the master's weird, creepy flesh manicure. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's gross. That's what happens when you get your nail done, nails done at the grocery store. <laughs> That's when they say you want long nail or short nail and you don't answer them. They give you long nail. Yeah. Yeah, Donnie's Donnie's ready for a scuffle here, uh, and he because Jerry's like out of my way, and Donnie's like move me, and now Jerry is pissed, and uh, I love how his his human face looks kind of goofy when he starts to growl. <laughs> he's his like jaw juts out, his eyes like start to like bug out, his eyes bug out, also his lips, <laughs> and. Yeah, this is when the uh, this is when the claw comes out because Leon looks down or sorry, uh, Donnie looks down and sees that Jerry's hand is turned into a claw. And there's there is a clear snicked sound, so I'm wondering if the, yeah. there, there were some Wolverine fans. Well, in there. At one point, was in line to play Wolverine. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another Do Gray Scott situation. Here. Yep, and then it went to uh, Hugh Jackman. It was just it's been a long process. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Donnie looks up. Do Scott? I'm Scottish. No, I'm kidding. He's Welsh. Wait, wait, is he? <laughs> just kidding. I was just saying that for the joke. Uh, mm, jokes are supposed to be funny. I would like Sheena Easton to play a bad guy in Mission Impossible. All right. Um, so, so Donnie looks back up, and Jerry's eyes are now red. He's, he's, at, he, he's not asking for a keg of beer, but uh, his fangs are out. And yeah, now he looks pretty scary. And then he takes a swipe at Donnie and he like, (laughs) I just love the Leon. (laughs) You know, those aren't acrylics. That would have snapped right off if he had just done that. No. Yeah. Oh, not if you get that good glue. He would have lost his base nail. (laughs) It would have popped right back. Peeled like paper. Ow. Ugh. Mm. ugh, This idea makes me hurt. Not not if you get the physics right. You got to come in like a swoopy scoop. And is there a sound of a of a ketchup squirt when uh, he 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 slashes him? No, no. Uh, 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 the master is like really turned on by this. Uh-huh. Uh oh. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all we know. Yeah, that's good. Sorry, kids, earmuffs. <laughs> and yeah, Donnie goes flying over his table, and now now Leon's coming. I got to tell you guys about Leon. <laughs> Leon's played by Ernie Holmes. This is one of two roles this this big guy played. Um, the other role he played was a character named Uptown in an episode of the A Team. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's his a, nickname. That's on for it. His nicknames are Fats and Arrowhead. Mm. What? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. He's uh, like contradictory nicknames. <laughs> I don't know. He looks like he played George Foreman in a biopic. <laughs> he could. could. Uh, Two times Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, okay. I'm not a sports guy, but apparently he was part of the legendary steel curtain defense with career total of 40 quarterback sacks. The Steelers sacks. are the worst. Uh, one of the, uh, yeah, he, he was also known as kind of like one of the most feared men on the Steelers defense. And uh, I guess they're the worst. I, I don't know. <laughs> they played dirty. I don't know. Back in the day, they were known for that. Um, yeah, this is back in the 70s. Apparently, you know, during his uh, career, he uh, had an emotional breakdown while driving on the Ohio Turnpike. That's uh, when all same. <laughs> he was driving along and suddenly felt like the cars around him were chasing him. So he pulled out a gun and started shooting at the cars around him, like just That's shooting at their reaction. tires. That's on brand for the Steelers. And for Ohio. Or, or at least the AFC North. <laughs> After a big chase, he got put into driving in Ohio. Yeah, (laughs) I get it. 
he got put in a psychiatric lockup for two months before heading back out to play with the Steelers again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, so you shot up the traffic. <laughs> so we're going to take you off for two months, and then we'll put you back on the line. Yeah, we got to think about the Super Bowl. It's coming up. That checks out. Sounds like the Steelers. He was in. Like uh, the Steelers come at us. <laughs> he was in uh, WrestleMania two in a twenty man battle royale with WWF wrestlers and NFL players. Okay. Apparently, the fridge played too. Oh, yeah. drinking them cokes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in the two thousands, he was uh, ordained. He was, he was a minister. Living on a ranch. He has a long and storied career. Yeah. Wait, and he got ordained as a minister and moved to a ranch. So he's he lives in he lived in Texas at a, in a, on a ranch and uh, he became a minister in last, his last few years of his life. He he actually died in a, a horrific car accident at the age of fifty nine. So yeah, Good well that took a that turn. On his side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got quite a story. I was like. Wow, there's wow. I, I was reading there's all a this. There's a lot so here. I had, I had what do you think share. about it? When you had a life like that, do you need an afterlife? I, I don't know. I, we, yeah, St. Peter's like, you're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Take that lawn chair over there. Have a seat. Uh, so, yeah, Jerry is already up on the first landing of the stairs after uh, slashing Donnie and grabs Leon's neck and, before he can do anything, lifting him up and sending him sliding across the floor. Which I, I swear there's a sound of a bowling alley here. Oh, I if you didn't know this movie was made in the eighties before, you do now. Because <laughs> of all the stunning wardrobe choices or the music that plays in the background as everyone's fleeing. Oh, because the pattern on the floor. Oh, I see. It just says I love the eighties. <laughs> yeah. This movie was filmed in the eighties. I would love to have the words revealed as he is sliding. This movie was made in the 80s. Paging Rick Ingham, Rick Ingham to the video editing, please. Yeah, yep. Uh, this is from, uh, this, this is the part where I read some more stuff. Uh, this is from Fangoria, uh, August of 1985. They had all access to the making of Fright Night. Um, so talking about this, this whole, uh, stunt here says, uh, carpenters erect a platform that extends out from the landing to create the illusion that Holmes is really being lifted up and held high over the dance floor. The actor stands on a wheel mounted box manipulated below camera range by a couple of special effects crewmen. When he's supposed to be standing on his own, Holmes crouches on the box so that he's eye level with Sarandon. As Sarandon uses his long nail hand to lift the bouncer, Holmes, who does his own stunt, uh, straightens his knees, and uh, the added height of the box puts his head high above Sarandon so that he seems to be being held in midair. Uh, Then the crewman wheel the box from the landing onto the platform on screen. It will look as though Holmes is being dangled over the landing's edge. It says, as Holmes flails at his attacker, director Tom Holland, not Spider-Man, reminds him, quote, his claws are two inches into your neck. You're slowly dying. Holmes dives sideways off the box into a massive airbag, concluding his death scene. At 9, 10 p.m., they're done for the night. Sarandon, blood on his hands, breaks off his false fingertips and flings them one by one at the makeup people. Take that and that. That sounds rude. <laughs> sounds very humpadink-esque. <laughs> You're right. Humpadink. <laughs> humpadink. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's chaos in the club. The teenagers do not check this, stop to check these poor bouncers there and get the fuck out mode. <laughs> and Trampling well, over each other. That means they've all forgotten how to use stairs. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> One after the other is not a thing for them. Stairs are not difficult. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a bit of tripping going along. Also, it seems like a really confusing dance floor if they have to go upstairs to first and then go downstairs. Like, maybe just put a door in. Yeah. Is, is there a fire it depends hazard where it is. Because some places have, like, a dance floor like, don't, underground. Don't justify this. Like, downstairs. Is there, like, is there an open basement? And so, but then they have to go back down so they other go stairs? Up the stairs to get out. But, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, if it's built on the first floor's ground level and the basement's underneath, there is no access. So they have to go downstairs. Don't what look at me. I don't write fire safety codes. I'm just saying that's how it is. <laughs> Wondering why uh, Charlie and Amy didn't think instinctively to go out the kitchen since they came in that way and nobody else is going that way. Maybe it's because they like to go into the outdoor. Yeah. Little, like a Led Zeppelin thing? or To Prince. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where we'll wrap up this minute. <laughs> Sounds like it's time. It's not even minute 69 yet. Uh, That's tomorrow. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You guys want to give out your plugs? Minute 69. Sorry. Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, the rock's excited. (laughs) She knows what's up. Holler at your boy. (laughs) My dog's a girl. I said, yeah, boy, not holler as a boy. Whatever. All right. If you are super excited about this sort of arguing. (laughs) We guys be like constantly shouting at each other. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute! Yeah, then we got to keep. We have to say the name of the show in context in the actual recording every single day. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to try and see how many times he can say it per episode before I quit. Probably sixty-nine. Nice. (laughs) And that's our plug. (laughs) All right. Uh, As for us, please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to frightnightminute at gmail dot com, and please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm George. I'm Liz. Thanks for listening. All fright long. All fright. (laughs) He's a vampire. A what? You're so cool, Brewster! <laughs> <laughs>